Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Eh, poof, we're there. We're there, start. Um, Rangers won Liverpool 7. After, uh, in the Champions League, um, after a decent first half, an encouraging first half, we then capitulate, embarrass, ship ourselves, effectively, um, and, and end getting pumped 7-1 by Liverpool. Um, what JD thoughts? There's no point in trying to do any intros or, or no. just thoughts. I'm in shock. I'm in shock because at halftime we said we could get something for this game. But mm. yet again, the, the players were terrible. So there's, I'm, all the players, could. I don't care about any of them now. Um, but the negativity creeps in. And it starts with Barisic at left back. Just think, Gomez is, Gomez is shitting himself. Just keep thinking that boy has heat, but we don't. He's not allowed to because he's telling not to do it. You can see they're drilled not to do it. The negativity, the negativity. We have the ball 10, 20, 30 yards for the Liverpool goal or into their half, and the ball ends up back at McGregor. He can't clear his lines as usual, and they score two, three, four goals. Whoever knows. Um, Rangers didn't open up at all after we scored the goal. So there's fucking paper tacticians out there that think they're fucking, they're saying, you know what? Seen it as well on Twitter now. We see that's what happens. That's what happens when we don't, when we, when we don't def- just defend. We've opened up and scored it, you know, of course, we opened up for 10 minutes and scored a goal, then we went into our shells, and then Liverpool pumped us. So, Gio's out. Gio, we called Gio's. We've been calling this for a while. That is, you're un, that's unsurvived. It's unforgivable. Cannot survive it. I don't care who the opposition is. I don't <clears> care who the opposition is. Prime Barcelona came to Ibrox. We got a draw away them under the, the great man. So, listen, no one survives that. I don't care what the score is. I don't care the story behind it. He does not survive that. And Ryan Kent, and I'm going to say it, John Lundstrom, they're, they're all, they're not good enough. That's not good enough this season. And tonight was pathetic. Pathetic. And don't really care about the rest of what they've got to say. 
So does that include me and Stu? <laughs> I am <in> him. <laughs> Stu, to have that encouragement, to have that, uh, I'm going to, what excitement at half time, uh, uh, playing okay, playing well, getting a goal, um, looking, you know, quite threatening going forward at times. Explain to me how a team then concedes six goals in the second half. How does um, that happen? Well, you start by appointing Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, um, and that, that keeps you halfway there. It's it's square pegs in round holes that we get told about all the time. That's what everyone said before Gio signed. Um, he, he has a style of player, which is fine, but you have to sign players to play that style. You can't... If we have the system that we have, which is obviously a director of football that, that brings in players, whether Gio seems to like it or not, you have to adapt to that. You can't play your own way when you don't have the players to do it because what happens is every single time the BBC have just put up stats and they think this is only the second time Rangers have ever conceded seven goals. The other was the in 1957 League Cup final. Um, it doesn't, like Jenny said, it doesn't matter who you're playing. You can't, It's not even that you conceded seven. It's not like it was a game, a 90 minute game where we conceded seven goals. We conceded six in one half at home. <laughs> It's, it's fucking embarrassing. It really is. And it, it was all our own fault because, like JD said, we're doing stuff that you can see that they're they're told to do, not dinking the balls forward. Whenever there's a chance to, to put pressure on Liverpool out of position, we turn back, we pass backwards. Steve McManaman was saying it in the commentary, if he can bloody see it as well. Like we're, we're 30 yards from goal and we're going back to McGregor. It's back, 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 and then it's a long ball forward and then Liverpool get the ball and they score. It's, it's just a shambles from start to finish. Yeah. Um... Look, for people, there'll be a lot of people watching this who don't usually watch the show. Um, uh, firstly, a big Dave, uh, a new member. Thank you very much for joining, um, big Dave. Usually, what we do is we go through the game from start to finish. We look at all the different incidents. Um, we discuss a few individual performances. There's too many, and then we cap it off at the end. Um, we're going to go through bits of the game. We're going to go through some individual players, but you've both spoke about it, JD. Um, it's the majority of the comments. I don't know if this is just... I'm trying to play slight devil's advocate here, although I agree with the both of these. Um, this might be a... What, we've just been embarrassed in Europe in front of the world. Um, I don't know if this is a slight overreaction, but Gio can't survive that, can he? There's no, no way There's no way no, any Rangers manager no, survives that. No, I don't think many managers should survive a 7-1, seven, seven, conceding seven goals. So... Um, he can survive it. And the club have got to bite the bullet. It's not worked. We've allowed this guy to bring in all these guys. But Seri Bowley, or whatever his name is, the Stu lookalike, came up for Man City. What are these boys doing? Like, tactically, we done the old amateur thing, the old boys club thing. Right, we better make some subs, right? Left wing, right wing, centre forward, off you come. Left wing, right wing, centre on you go. So there's no tactical change, nothing. No change there at all. That's pathetic. I can't believe we've, we've went from free-flowing, attacking football, Barisic, Tav getting assist after assist, a different level granted, to now playing this negative, negative, boring, horrible, horrible to watch. I don't know why it back. Even the, the Hearts game, the Hissinger game, I was still saying in the group chat, this is still horrible to watch. Um, so I don't understand what these guys have been brought in to do. They've not ticked the box Shitbag board, an absolute shitbag board. We've don't we've not got a board that know but they know much. So they're they're pro- I reckon that that wee guy will stop there because you know Ross Wilson has probably got far too much power in here because he'll he's living off a he'll tell everybody about Manny for Southampton. So he's the main man in there, by the way, and he's calling the shots. 
he needs to go as well. And then Gio needs to go. And it's a full rebuild. We want like, the clubs. I don't know what's happening. The club it's fucked. We've went from a, somebody said it there. We went from a European final to what 17, 15, one in a group stage, four games or something like that. It's pathetic. This isn't what it's about, um, Stu, but this is going to be the question aimed at people. You know, who do we get in? Doesn't it I, matter? Don't, I don't think right yeah. now, Stu, that that matters. I don't think that it's matters. Not, it's not I our think... job. It's the wrong argument when you say that. When you just say, oh, well, you sack a guy. It's not, it's not a reason you keep someone. Like, do you know what I mean? If you're unhappy in a relationship, you don't go, yeah, but who's going to be your next girlfriend? You don't think like that. You, you get out of the bad relationship. You, this is what we've got to do. This is not working. We get out. And then the board's decision, the board's um, responsibility is to go and find the next manager that plays the way Rangers want to play. Whether that's Nutson, who, who was mentioned before, who's been linked to a lot of Premier League jobs, that's the only name I can think of right now. But there, there are guys out there that you can get. I know Michael Beale gets mentioned a lot, probably out we've of our out, reach right now. Beale, Beale yeah, probably out of our reach. But, it, you know, it's that is the board's job. The board's job isn't to just hang on just in case, you know, until they find anything. Well, but by then, what if you have a couple of good results? Then you, you can't wait for that moment. You've got to realise that it's not worked with GVD. It's obviously... I don't know what he said to them in the interview because he doesn't play attacking football that, that we said was our philosophy. So I'm not really sure with that. Um, but yeah, you, you, you've just got to bite the bullet, take it. Even if you put a caretaker in charge until the right guy does become available, you do something. You have to do something. You have to do something, JD. Um, it's, it's just astounding that you can go from that first half and maybe look, maybe if we watch the first half back, it might not have been as positive as what I think in my head it was because games are always different when you look back on them. Um, but to go for that first half, maybe Liverpool played within themselves. I don't know. Maybe we outplayed, overplayed what we can usually do. But how can you go for that first half? And Gio obviously got something right in the first half to go to then that second half. I just, my, my brain can't rack how you can go from playing well to just having absolutely nothing. And by the way, it was nothing from the second, the second half kicked off. Not five, ten minutes in. As soon as the second half kicked off, we had nothing. Yeah, they came out of the blocks. I thought, start the second. Listen, we were in here. On. CGM said that in the comments. Like, you want to say that at half time, JD? Of course, we weren't saying that at half time because we were positive. We, th- we all thought, listen, we could get something out of this game at half time. That's why we're all here in shock that we've just conceded six in the second half, a six minute hat trick by Salah. Listen, he's a great player. McGregor could be saving two, if not th- most of them. Yeah, so it's more the performance in the second half. The score typified is like the cherry on top of it. It's the it's going back to that performance wise performance levels by the players. Um, I, I just I'm actually shocked that we've we've just witnessed that 45 minute. That was ending for Liverpool there. By the way, that, that, that could have been end up by the way. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's um, it was the embarrassing parts too, where uh, Elliot scores the seventh, it gets ruled offside, and you've got two players cuddling in the middle of the park. Just laughing and joking, hoping that it's hoping that it's a goal. They were taking the absolute piss out of us at that point. That that was just a joke. Like it, I don't know. I, you just had to hope something went wrong, and 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 it wasn't. But it was a five minute hat trick. It was every goal just seemed to go in one after another. It seemed like every time we kicked off, they showed a few replays, and all of a sudden they were scoring another goal. It was at some point you batten down the hatches. Do you know what I mean? You you, you go into um, you know. You stop taking damage at a point in a game. Every team knows how to do it, but but we don't. We we 
go, we play this team every single... The, the you would think, Stu, just on that point, you would think that battening down the hatches would be something that Gio knows how to do. Yeah, this is a so defensive manager who can't set up a defensive team. We were more defensively solid under an attacking manager, and and because that's a part of the defense, right? You you defend from the front. You can't you can't just lump balls forward and against Liverpool. You can't do that. They'll just punish you, and that's what they did do. And you know, it, it, obviously, it didn't help. Goldson was a massive factor because Goldson was having a decent game, and obviously, Goldson and Davis together were having a really good game. But that's not an excuse to concede six goals in the second half, like. Throwing King on at 18 to play out of position because he's not a right-sided centre-back. He plays left-sided centre-back. Throwing him out of position was just throwing him to the wolves. It's like, yeah, it's sink or swim at times, but I don't think that's the game you throw the 18-year-old over there to get walked all over by like Liverpool and then they bring Salah on and that. Bear, yeah, maybe we don't have many other options. I don't know, but King is better than Sands. I just saw someone say it. King is better than Sands, but you're, you're bringing King onto that right side. We, we talked about before how that sort of right footed centre-back, that left-footed centre-back, they really um, sort of complement each other in defence. Once you take that out, it's just, I don't know, it was... I'm not sure it would have been a different score, though, whether goals would have been at, off. Or Maybe ball. not, and we would have sat here moaning about Sands, or exactly the same, you're right, I know, but it just, I just felt like he threw King to the wolves a little bit. I think he did, but if you're in the position, then you need to stand up and be counted, and it's hard for the young boys. He's not even grew in his body yet. As an 18, 19-year-old boy, he's still got two or three years of growing to go. That being said, he's not immune to a bit of criticism. And I don't think he played well. I think he he, he got caught up in the moment and, and was jumping in and diving into things. Different kettle of fish like what he's playing against. But no player in that team is immune to criticism regardless of their age. And it's difficult for Leon. It's one that he's going to really need to take in the chin and come back from. And that will test whether he's going to be a Rangers player or not, I think. Massive, massive learning curve for Leon. Um, Tav did expose him far too often. Walters, right? Yeah, Tav was Tav said another one to be called out. Tav and Lundstrom mainstays in the team last season. Both of them have been pathetic. This pathetic this season. Somebody did put. In fact, I'm I'm going to. I've got two points I want to make before we go. We dive into the game. Unfortunately. This is one of the biggest criticisms I have. Not the fact that we were tactically inept. Not the fact that the players shat it. Not the fact that Gio didn't know what to do. It was the fact that he left it until 75 minutes to make changes. And Stu, something that we spoke about before we came on, like for like changes, no changes to formation, no changes to tactics. And he brought on three, possibly two inferior players. That is so bizarre. To, to wait to 4-1 for a start, he's he's had to make the two like for like early on, right? He's, he's got an injury to Goldson. He has to bring the centre-back on. He's got an injury to Jack. I wasn't too sure about it being Davis after his last performance against Liverpool. The game passed him by, but could sort of understand. To to go 3-1 down and still not make a change. When, when he said before, he said himself, we have to play different. We need points in this game, so you will see a different range. And we did in the first half. The second half, you go four one down before you think about making change, and then when you make a change, instead of doing this whole thing that you've been talking about, oh Morelos and Cholak, they can play together. This is the chance. This is we're four one down. Let's let's put them in there and, and pump balls into them. Let's try and do something. Let's upset their defense a little bit. Now what we'll do is we'll take uh, the left winger, the right winger, and the centre forward off, and we'll bring a downgraded version of a left winger, a right winger, and a centre forward on. It was never going to. What? How was that going to fix anything? It, all it did was maybe a little bit more fresh legs to guys that weren't getting the ball anyway. It was just. It was utterly pointless. Utterly pointless, JD. Stu's right. 
Um, no imagination, no thought, no... Gio just didn't know what to do. Five subs, five like for like, no tactical change. Said it all. Yeah. Um, the... I'm trying to think of the word. My head's absolutely gone. Um, playing Cholak up front instead of Morelos didn't really seem to make much of a difference in the overall state of things, JD. I don't know if that's on the individual players or it's basically just turning around and saying, look, that system that we play in Europe, the strikers are not going to have a chance. We said it before, like, Morelos got a bit for no doing last week. Cholak, you can sense it after 30, 40 minutes tonight. I probably would have brought Morelos on about 50, 60 minutes. But listen, it, it didn't matter. It didn't, it didn't matter what we done. You, you just swap them out. They're like for like. We don't change the way we play to try and get them service. We don't change the way we play to try and create anything for the guys up top. <coughs> that being said, they're not again immune to criticism because we are a massive club and we don't want to go through humblings like that. So they all get criticised at 11, that 15, that 16, and the manager and the squad. Everybody gets criticised for this. Nobody's immune to this. So Cholak, Morelos, both played their part tonight, both done hee haw. Um, but again, it's difficult because they never give the service. But I want Mira Ferdi. I want, I don't know. It's just not good enough. Nobody deserves any sort of plaudits or any um, protection for any criticism tonight. I don't understand why folk are trying to protect folk. No, yeah, they are. Somebody, I think it might have been Ross Clark, stupid in the group chat, that the reason that we are so negative and the reason that we are so fearful is all driven from the manager. Um, do you go along with that? Has, has Gio put a a philosophy and a mentality into these players that, um, firstly, the, the first thought is look back and defend, and we're ma- and he's also made us mentally weak. I think, I think he's right to a degree. I mean, Gio believes in in this recycling possession. If you have so much of the ball, you won't concede goals, and you're more likely to create chances. He's, he's very stat based, but what. <laughs> If you don't, you know, you can be more. Leicester proved it, right? When they won the league, you don't need possession to win games. You, yeah. you just don't have to have it. And these are the games that prove that we're not going to go and dominate possession against Liverpool. Although in the first half, we probably had a bit more of the lion's share because we started really well. But that was because the players were being brave on the ball and, and playing quite attacking passes early on. But then, as soon as that sort of 25, 30 minutes, mainly when they got their goal, we started to just creep back into our shells a little bit, doing these backwards passes. And it was. It's just indicative of, of how Geo sets the team up. It's just backwards all the time. And it, I don't know, it's, it's so hard to like, articulate what you want to say when you, you've got to... We're playing Liverpool. When they're out of position, you can see they're out of position. Their players are committed forward. That's when you play a direct ball, a ball over the top or a ball into midfield or, or whatever ball you need to play. There's players open. And even at Manham's point now, they can see more of the pitch than we can. Arfield's mm. taking up a great spot there. We don't pass the ball to him. We turn and we pass backwards. Liverpool get back in and then inevitably they get the ball back and they come back at us. I don't see why we aren't exploiting spaces because keeping the ball doesn't do us anything because we're not good enough to take on Liverpool sitting behind the ball. We're only good enough if they're out of position. That's what good teams do. They pull players out of position, then they attack, then they go and get it. Other teams, smaller than Rangers, have gone and proven you can get results. And I'm not saying that we went in there thinking, do you know what, we'll beat Liverpool tonight, guarantee. No one thought that. We thought we had a chance, maybe, if every single thing went in our favour. But no one, no one thought we were going out there and conceding seven goals tonight. In terms, JD, of what we've been talking about um, with Geo leaving, Geo Geo being sacked, Geo walking or whatever, is it going to take fan pressure? 
Um, do you see this board acting? No, I don't. No, I don't. And it's a uh, thing I would never want to happen is fan pressure. But it might need to come to that. And I'm not talking fucking sharks and all that stuff. We don't do that. But I think just verbally, Twitter, social media, I think you need a bit of fan pressure. As soon as the crowd started window, perhaps they might look at it. Um, we all thought Van Bronckers was going to take on what Gerard done and take it. We, we were told by the board and Ross Wilson that we have a philosophy now under Gerard, and we will bring folk in to fit our squad, our our club's philosophy. They never done so. That somebody's culpable here because they never done their homework on um, on Van Bronckhorst because he's not taking up that philosophy. Or again, it's all words and nobody's listening. Uh, they think we're all stupid. The boys who fired they told us. Mm-hmm, they, they told you how shite he was. No, we can see it. Uh, we couldn't believe that. So why do we not fit the, the philosophy was supposed to be coming for the, the boys' clubs all the way through? The way we want to play football, 4-3-3, three, three, um, attacking football. That's been totally undone now. Now you watch said you watch the 19s. Do they play attacking football? Yeah. So yeah. Why, why is our first team not doing it? So everybody else is doing it. Is Van Bronckler saying, oh, this is my team, I'm doing it this way. No, mate, you're, you're our head coach. You're no anything else other than you come in, this is what the way, Ross Wilson says, this is the way we want to play. Do you up for that? Nah, that's not for me, right? Fine, we'll go and talk to somebody else. So somebody needs to come in that wants to play that type of football. No looking at a wee laptop or a wee iPad or anything like that. If you want to play this football, and we've got the players, because look, 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 we've done Kent, Brad, Barisic, Tav, all these boys have done it. They know how to play attacking football. That's the way we should be playing. I, I just... Like like JD said before, Stu, um, when there's, there's there's negative stuff or there's there's difficult stuff you have to talk about in terms of you know the manager shouldn't be there anymore, he should be sacked or he should walk away, which historically is not something that we do. But when it's something that we talk about, you know, there's no sharks, we're not standing outside Ibrooks throwing pitchforks, and um, we have a balanced debate about it and we talk about it. But not just Geo, does it? How much of this lands back on what partly what JD was talking about there on the board? Yeah, I mean it does. Um, we the problem is we don't know, and and that's one thing you, you have to you know put in Geo's favour to a degree is we don't know what happens behind the scenes. We don't know if Ross Wilson comes out and says you're getting these six seven players in the window, and and you've got to figure that is then Geo's job to fit them in and adapt them to his style. But we we don't know to what degree Geo has a say in you know transfers, um, but the transfers probably haven't been good enough on on that front. So much so that Geo's hardly even using them, to be honest. Apart from Cholak, really, um, they're just they're just taking up a wage, aren't they, and sitting on the bench and, and not doing anything. Geo come in, he, he didn't seem to like Sakala straight away. Now he's the man that is leading, you know, going with him right wing at, uh, at Anfield. Um, I said in the group chat, Scott Wright. Scott Wright hasn't played in weeks. He hasn't played in weeks, and he's chucked him on at Anfield and go, go on then, Scott, can you go get us something, please? How how are you gonna if you can't if you're not even playing week in week out in Scotland how are you gonna go off the bench at Anfield and do something you're not it's it's almost like he just accepted it at that point and it was just like oh, I'll just get some minutes and or just rest some players because I don't want any more injuries um, and maybe that's what he did I don't know but um, yeah t- the board have to take responsibility Geo has to take responsibility the board probably won't sack him on the back of this but as soon as you know as soon as like you say these protests or not protest, but as soon as people start protesting and they start putting it back on the board, as soon as they realise how bad they look, that's when Gio will fall in the firing line. 
What we're going to hear, JD, and we will talk about the game in a wee second. Um, what we're going to hear, JD, is hard to compete against a team that has over a quarter of a billion pounds sitting on the bench. I don't care who you're playing. See, if you're playing a better team and you put in the effort and you get beat, fair enough, right? We went out in that second half and we didn't compete. We didn't even look like competing and we handed them goals. They didn't rip us open. There was no great play. Liverpool done what Liverpool do, but they just, they they tore us to shreds without even trying. Yeah, it was so easy. Salah, Salah came on, it was so easy. Um, we're going to hear that. There was, there was a narrative through about last week by people connected to the club about, um, well, we got a wee bit too now. What do you expect? What do you expect? Doing an Anfield, come on. What, what, what's the big problem here? And now we're going to hear the old, what's a billion pound team? Oh, you, you all wanted this to go. You know, people patronise folk when they speak like that because you know what? We just support and love our club and we just don't want to get beat 7-1. All we want is to see our team have a go. You can do both. You can have a wee go and no get beat 7 1 if you've got a bit of tactical nous about you. Yeah. Because we didn't have a go to get beat 7 1, so that's bullshit. We did not have a go to get beat 7 1. No, not in the second half. We didn't, certainly not in the second half. Um, Big thanks to James and John there for the super chats. Much appreciated. Um, Please do like and subscribe if you're new here. Um, I know we've got a lot, a lot of people watching for obvious reasons. I'm guessing a few of them might not be of the Rangers persuasion. Um, But please do like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Um, Give that thumbs up, helps share the videos greatly. Thank you very much. If you're on Facebook as well, give us a follow and a like. And of course on Twitter as well, give us a retweet. I like and get your comments in on all three. The game itself, Stu, um, first half, we played okay. Um, We took the lead. They pegged us back. Um, but there was some positives in that first half. That's <laughs> all. I've just seen. I've just seen the second half stat come up. By the way, yeah. Uh, yeah. Liverpool seventeen shots, Rangers one. Liverpool twenty two op- touches in the opposition box, Rangers three. Liverpool's xG in the second half was one point six three. They scored six goals, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ours was zero point zero two. That's pathetic, by the way. It's almost zero expected goals, which. Um, what about that? Ex- Stu, what did you say about expected goals for Liverpool there? Three, two? No, one point six three. That's a goalkeeper. That's the, yeah, that's a goalkeeper. Then. Yeah, that's not. That's not worldies. That's it's, goalkeeper. It's, no, yeah, it is, and we said that. But in and terms of the first half, sorry, Stu, sorry. Uh, right. a big, big thank you to wow, Denzel Berrigan in the super chats. Wow, an eighteen pound super chat. Massive thank oh, you man. to Denzel for the for the help and the support. Yeah, I mean. That's embarrassing. There's no yeah. other word for it, really, is there? I, can't, I don't have a thesaurus, so I can't think of a word worse than embarrassing. Um, yeah, but so I was just took you off your point there, Martin. Um, in terms of the first half, it, it was positive. We've, we've sort of, um, I know Ross bangs his drum a lot, and, and I have to a degree that, that Gio does seem to lie a lot in his press conferences and contradicts himself a little bit. But he said we were going to have a go tonight, and we did. In the first half, we absolutely did exactly what he said we were going to do. We went out, we attacked. We, we actually, someone mentioned in the comments earlier, what we had to do, controlled aggressions. I think that's exactly what we did do in the first half, to a degree, maybe not the last 15 minutes. Um, but it just, I don't know how that fell apart. Yeah, we lost Goldson, but that shouldn't change the whole philosophy of the team. Like Goldson wasn't even that big of a deal. Either. Obviously, he, he adds so much to that team, I get, as a, as a presence and, and as a person on the pitch and a voice captain. But, you know, Davies was, was doing fine. It just, 
I, I don't know how we capitulated so bad from that first, from a decent performance in the first half where we maybe, even towards the end, we just started to maybe create a little bit again. And, and we thought, you know, can we get in 2 1 up here? This would be unbelievable. Oh. And generally at 1 1, we come on this pod and I genuinely thought we had a chance to win this game and we've got beat 7 1. Yeah, it's crazy. We've got a question for Brian. I'll answer really, really quickly. Um, subscriber for a long time. Where does the donation go to and how do I do it? Underneath the window, I think it depends on what device you're on. There's a wee kind of dollar sign thing and you click on that and it's a super chat. Um, and the money has so far went towards sponsoring B-team, Rangers B-team players. It has went towards the Rangers Charity Foundation and it has also went uh, towards the paying of all the stuff that we use, i.e. StreamYard, video editors, etc., and loads of stuff like that. And it will continue to go towards very good causes. Um, sorry, I interrupted. No, I just finished the, the point. I just, uh, the point. I just wanted to bring that one up just because it's not me for once. But that's, that's, <laughs> what, the money, that's what the money goes towards. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's really difficult, JD, to try and talk about the first half with any kind of positivity. Um, I suppose if you if, if we want to look back on it slightly, you know, Arfield scores, um, Cholak gets the ball after a bad back pass by Gomez, probably should do a lot better, and Arfield has another chance. So we we could have we could have I'm trying I'm just trying to look for any sort of positive before we jump back into the negative, but we could have had at least three goals in that first half, I suppose. Ah, uh, nah, don't, and you're not you're not going to score three out of three, are you? I think the goal we scored oh. was outstanding, fantastic goal. That's not listen. We can't ignore that. There was a brilliant team move, Cholak's bit of movement creates a bit of space. Brilliant finish. So amazing goal. Could could should we have scored a second? Sakala, I feel die. Cholak's one's a bit different. If he takes it to his left and goes round the keeper, you never know. It's a tight I don't think I don't think he realizes JD hit nah. exactly that bad time. But for me, I thought we played well for the first 10, 15. They, came, they smashed us for about another 20. And then we were good for the last 25. We are good for the last 5, 10. Other than that, that was it. So I'd say probably in all, if you look at it, um, what we were good for? 10, 15 minutes of the game, 20 minutes of the game. Other than that, the second half was pathetic. And that's the only word, pathetic. Well, you mentioned it, so let's talk about some players. I'm not going to go through all the goals. It's it's pointless. It's pointless. But the first goal that we do concede in the first half, JD, um, James Tavernier. Let's talk about Tavernier. Um, um, shocking performance. Tav's had a very bad season. You know what he can give us. He gets goals. He score. He gives us assists. And I don't want to keep harking back to this, but I'm going to. We are tactically suffocating these players. We're strangling them. They need to be allowed to play the game that's been drilled into them for three or four years prior, and that's attacking football. And that's when Tal, I, I felt embarrassed for him. I, I, there was a couple of England, I think three England have got three right backs, um, and they're thinking, oh, World Cup problem. Now I, I actually was thinking to myself, by the way, Tav might get an opportunity, and if, if they get a real three right backs, four right backs are out, why would they not pick him? See on tonight, it's embarrassing because he, he couldn't pass the ball. He kept putting us under pressure. We just look at sixes and sevens. And it's when the captain's doing that, it just... We started so well. See, when Tav made a couple of bad passes, a couple of mistakes, you just see it bleeding into the rest of the team. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why, because he's been a great servant and player, but he's, he's had a bad season and tonight. Is not good. 
Just before uh, I'll come to you on, on having a wee sex too, uh, Jurgen Klopp has spoke to the media and he said they'll write or they'll write tomorrow of a Rangers breakdown, but it really wasn't. We were just on it and were too much. No, I'm sorry, Jurgen. You might have been on it, and it was a Rangers breakdown. Um, so I mean, I mean, Stu, is Jurgen is that just a wee bit of trying to soften the blow for Gio? Yeah, and not even for Gio, because I, I think he needs to put confidence in his own team because they're struggling and they've got to go to Manchester City at the weekend. Um, I sound a bit like Kevin Keegan when I just said that, but um, <laughs> they've got to go to City and get something. But, get something like that. <laughs> but they do, and he knows that realistically, if when they open up against City, which they have to do because they're Liverpool, Liverpool play like that, um, you know, they are probably going to concede quite a few goals if they play like they did against us because City are obviously a much better team they're tearing them apart um, so yeah I don't think Klopp's protecting Gio I think he's just trying to put confidence in his own team more than anything yeah I suppose that's a fair point that's an absolutely fair point Stu um, and, so is that sneer um, drum in the background Martin as if somebody's going to it's, it's my seat it's absolutely it's because I'm, I'm a big fat guy I thought it was um, Andy uh, aye Oh, uh, Big Dave, um, a £10 super chat. Cheers, Martin. I've been trying to work out how to donate for the last 10 minutes. Thank you very That's much, Dave. Big Dave. And uh, Davey, uh, tonight hurts. GVV needs to go, but I will dance a jig <laughs> once Wilson Fs off. I know players should be ashamed. Uh, I'll, br- I'll bring that to you, Stu, before I come back to you for Tav. Um, Davey's uh, £5 super chat there. Like he's saying, GVB, GVB needs to go, but I think a lot of the support now as well. Um, even ones who aren't weren't really that bored, I have to, uh, will turn on Wilson. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah he's a he's a cracker, isn't he? Um, he used to be, he used to be involved with the rabble. <laughs> yeah, he used to. He used to. He used to be a good lad. Has he ever um, been involved? Let's be honest. He sat and shivered and shot himself most of the time. Um. Yeah. No, I think people are starting to. It people look. People need someone to blame, right? And. We're not used to this. I know we haven't been in the Champions League since whatever, 2010 or whatever it was. But um, even then, like you said, when, when Prime Barcelona come to Ibrox and you got a nil-nil draw, even when we went away, what was it, 2-0 two, two or something away at the new camp? It, it, it wasn't an absolute battering. Um, every once in a while, you are going to see that. You're going to get absolutely spanked by someone because just a bit like tonight, right? They had nine shots on target. They scored seven goals. Now, obviously, that's down to defence. It's down to goalkeeping. But they will happen from time to time. The problem is we've been conceding goals for fun in the Champions League. We've been conceding goals the last two times we've gone to their place. Um, people, we, we need someone to blame. And, and it's, you know, the buck stops with the manager. But then when you look above that, you know, what? Can, why can't the manager do his job properly by the director of football? He's not bringing the right players in. So I think it's a collective, you know, it falls on both of their heads for me, Gio and um, and Ross Wilson. And and the players need to take a look at themselves. They can't be devoid of criticism as well because they've not done the right thing. So it's not just, you know, Gio tactically and, and substitution-wise, he hasn't done the right things. But at the same time, he can't make Tavernier misplaced passes five yards away. It, do you know what I mean he can't? That's not he's not in control of that. He, he's not in control of Lundstrom charging into every single ball and, and being miles away from it when they turn him. So, you know, I don't, I don't want I'm not here to stick up for Gio because I think everyone knows that I, I've been one of his biggest critics. But 
that there are times where he can't control things on the pitch. That is down to the players, and it's also down to his instructions. But it's a collective. It's it's the players not being good enough. It's Geo's instructions. It's his tactics. It's his substitutions. It's Ross Wilson's signings. It's just a collective at the club right now. Um, GDRFC fifty six has asked um, that you obviously a while ago you said that Davis. Could stay he's for asked next this game. question about ten times. I've, I've just it. I've just clocked it. Honestly, I've just clocked the question. Dude, um, obviously, when Davis played well. I was saying this guy can because he play this guy could stroll it and play balls like that and play games like that. Even next season, by the way, of course, on the back of a terrible game when he, he when he came off the bench and showed that he's got knee legs. Of course. So what, what, what are you wanting asking that question ten times? Like I get it. Aye, we all have opinions and say stuff that then you'd say, "Fuck, why did I say that?" But the more or next week or ten days time or ten weeks time when he plays well, we'll all be saying, "Oh, what a player, what a baller, and all that." That's what, that's what you did. Right, Gio has spoken. Oh, um, still speaking at her. Right, well, there are no... I'm just reading this off a um, heart and hand on Twitter. Um, there are no excuses for tonight. None. The difference cannot be so big against quality players, but honestly, we would not beat anybody playing the way we did in that period. Nobody can make excuses for that. There are none. Did anybody uh, that that's pretty much the bog standard response I would imagine that we were expecting? Uh no. No, wouldn't expect that from Gio at all. I'd expect an excuse. I'd I don't know if that, that I don't makes even me... Gio couldn't even come up with an excuse. And just very uh, quickly, Kevin Hurrell's new member. Thank you very much, Kevin. Welcome on board. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's I don't know if maybe he's even admitting defeat at this point, but it's not something I've I've seen Gio do some sort of mental gymnastics to to defend a result um and and he's he's talked maybe he's embellished the truth a lot in some of our performances for him to just come out and say stuff like that is i don't know maybe, maybe he's seen a bit of the writing on the wall or maybe just like you said he's he just sees it as it is so someone said he's not even been here a full year we've lost four nil twice three nil twice and now seven one Gerard, who I believe time was up, he took us as far yeah, as it was, yeah. never lost a game by more than two goals the whole time he was here. Not just not, not I not just that. There, there was times where um, we didn't play great, but we still looked like we had a structure under Gerard. You know, philosophy. A philosophy. We had something. Sometimes that annoyed us, man, because we were stuck to that four-three-three. We're like, we need to do something else, but. At least we had a philosophy and a purpose and we knew what we were going to do. And it did come to the time was probably over for Gerard, but we all thought that the next person that comes in takes that to the next level. We thought that was Van Bronckhorst. Some people told us it wasn't going to be. We care, said it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one. He's right. Can I just say, and the two guys will back me up here, um, the comments are literally on the screen for a second and then they are shooting. So it's really, really difficult for me to see the comments. There's just that many people watching, which I appreciate. So please do like and subscribe and share and, and all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok and all that sort of stuff. All the links for that are in the description. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Zenith Coins. If you head over to zenithcoins.com, um, they've got a fantastic selection of goodies. And if you use the code RR10, and you'll get ten percent off your order at checkout. Um, JD John Lundstrom has been somebody we've spoke about um, quite a lot. Um, of late, 
I don't think he was the worst on the pitch tonight, but again, he's not putting in the, the consistent performances that, that that he was. He's he looks as if he be, he's believed his own hype. Yeah, said that the worst time we've done is making a song up for him. He's not he, not even the consistent performances, man. He's not putting any performances. And, and I'm and I was what we wanted him out this time last year. What a turnaround! And we know there's a great player there. He looks tired. He looks sluggish. Even the square ball that Tav played to him. Excuse me, in the, in the first half, if he's on his toes, he goes and gets that. It's a terrible ball, but he's he's on his toes, he gets that fine, but he doesn't. So I just feel he looks sluggish. He's passing's all over the place as well. Like I don't know. There's obviously, a, and this is the annoying thing because we know there's a great player in there, like a guy who marshals that full midfield. What is happening? So what is going on? Why is this player being stifled again? Um, it's no good. That aside, it's no good enough by John Lundstrom. And it's the same manager that he played under on the run to Europe last year, but I not good enough. Pathetic. And I said at half time, Stu, um, do we owe an apology to Alan McGregor? Um, does Alan McGregor owe us an apology after that second half? I think Alan McGregor would probably apologise because that's not the standard Alan McGregor holds himself to because he, he he's clearly a, a quality goalkeeper. He's, he's had a nightmare tonight, but I think I think sometimes you get tilted in, in any walk of life. And, and I think tonight with those goals just flying in, he, it, the defence parting like the Red Sea at times, I just think he was just at a bit of sixes and sevens and he didn't know what to do. And, you know, the, the defence, I think he could have done a lot better on a lot of the goals. So even the Salah one where he comes off um, sort of the touchline and he bends it past him, it's a really narrow angle. But, but even Salah being able to get there is just abysmal defending um the the goal that Salah scores where McGregor has absolutely no chance with Borna letting Salah on his left foot one of the best left-footed players in world football and you're letting him shoot on his left foot it's but yeah tonight he wasn't good enough and he wasn't the only person that wasn't good enough um the the one that looped into that sort of bottom corner I don't know if that was his hat trick or his second or whatever it was at that time but um I don't, I don't know what he was doing for that one. Um, David I, I Nunes, just, he doesn't die. He, he dives with his arms yeah, inside. That, I don't, why weird, is he not yeah. in his arm? He, he just dived like that. Like Barkas. Barkas it was. <laughs> it does highlight the, the issue we had in the summer um, where we didn't we didn't go and um, sign a, a goalkeeper. That in that was a big issue. And we said this on the pod before. That, that should have been done. But we've got what we've got. And, you know, he kept us in it in the... In the in the yeah. game at uh, Anfield, um, and, and you know, so I said earlier tonight was Anfield. So apologies to CGM because he called me out on that. Um, Stu, can I just jump in? Because I know yeah. Scottish lad, there's a few folks in, and the comments are going mad. There's a few folks in. We can't depend that on McGregor. We're not. I'm not singling out McGregor. We are not singling out. We're singling out every single person. We're pinning it on the full team, and we're going through them all and telling them why they weren't good enough. And McGregor's one of them. He doesn't die for Nunez, or he dies with, with his arms at his side. Salah's one goes through for the, the angle. Um, you could be harsh and say it's not meant for Firmino's, but that's that's you'll never see it. It's awfully close to him, and it's and it, I agree. I, yeah, I don't think you can expect um, that either. From the other one, he gets looked to the right, his left, our right hand side. Um, so there's ones there like last week he saved, this week he didn't. He? So he didn't play well, so he doesn't play well, he gets caught out. That's that's what happens. He doesn't I don't think well. he... he's again, not I don't care how many performances he's had, and many. Time he's played for Rangers, he is probably the second best Rangers goalkeeper ever. 
Mm, does it matter? Can they do that? I don't think he'd want to be let off with tonight. I don't think he'd want to. McGregor wouldn't sit there and go, no, I played all right last week, so I think people should get... He, he's a winner. He's a born winner, and, and he'd be the type of guy that would absolutely expect to get slaughtered for, for what he's done tonight, unfortunately. But I don't think that's an age thing. I just think it just... Tonight was... Well, maybe it is an age thing, actually, me saying that, because it, it did um, hard back to, to Ross County for me. He obviously didn't drop any balls, but he just seemed to... He just, it was, I don't know, a lack of confidence, a lack of awareness. He was just a bit all over the... The only one I'll stick up for him was that little pirouette one where he got a bit lucky. I think, right, he thinks he's getting lobbed there and he's jumped, realised he's not getting lobbed and he sort of tried to do something with it and he's got a bit... He didn't lucky. turn until the ball happened. So he didn't turn his yeah. back on it. Gregor wouldn't turn his back on it. No, can, I just, well, can, I, can I just ask you a question, Stu? See if you were watching something, anything at all, right, and you were bored with what you were watching, would you continue to watch it? No. No, you wouldn't, would um, you? No, but football, for some reason, we do. No, but just, there's, there's a certain person in the comments who's saying that he's bored, and I'm like, well, why are you still watching if you're bored? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be watching a podcast if I'm bored of a podcast, or if I'm no. a fan of another one. Remember, like people, it. listen, it's hard. People don't like to hear stuff. That, I don't like to hear things. So I, I, I hate hearing things about Morelos. I love Morelos. I hate hearing things about McCoy's because I love McCoy's. Folks say things about Barry Ferguson. I love Barry Ferguson. I know all these guys that can be saying <laughs> dubious things on the train, stuff like that. But when I was growing up, they were your players. I hate hearing it. So I get people hate hearing things. Maybe McGregor's their greatest ever goalkeeper. They love it. But it doesn't, you, you, you can't, like other players, Aaron Ramsey with a laugh with Nick, Nicholas last year, Matondo this year. It doesn't, because you like them and you have an affiliation with them, doesn't mean that we can't criticise them. Morelos, brilliant. But he's not done it this season. Can, I, can we talk about Borna Barisic now? Um, JD, a lot of time, mate, in all honesty. T- JD Tong for one of the goals. And and look, we may be doing him a slight disservice in saying that he's constantly negative. I don't know if that's what he's been instructed to do. right? I don't know. But he's constantly negative. He lacks any sort of confidence. And he always, not always, but the majority of the time, he makes the wrong decisions. Yeah, well, I don't, there's, there's, there's stuff in the group chat saying there's talk about going back to Gal- going to Galatasaray in January. Sorry, Yumas is going to Galatasaray in January, which may just be the rumours. So that means that Barris is just here to stay. But we, we've called it out that he's, he's not. He's a confidence player, and I think he has been playing okay this season. But tonight was okay, another. Not good enough. Okay, you hear the crowd on his back, Martin. You could, and it's that it's a tactical thing again. Just pop those balls down and let Kent run the channel. Let Kent hit the corner flag. Gomez get him to turn back and let Kent go on him. But he didn't. He looks, opens his body, and then goes again. You hear the crowd groaning. Everything in their houses are groaning. So I don't know. He gets he gets sucked in for the was it the, the Gomez cross for Nunez's finish? He gets sucked away. And what are you doing running in there? Hold your line and Gomez doesn't make that cross. It's hard. He's in the moment, but I used to be a big Barisic fan. Yeah, not for me now. The the con- confidence players. We don't need that at our club. We need players who can come in, handle the pressure, and play fit. David Robertson, best Arthur Newman, right? The best left backs we've ever seen. These boys could handle it. They had big, big shooters. Barisic doesn't, and that's the problem. With back, he'll play well for a while, and then he'll have a, a nightmare. What's where's his confidence going to be on the back of a seven-one? Now you must have probably got to come in and have a couple of games. Now we've got you can't buy a boy for five, and there's chatting him getting loaned back to Turkey in January. Give me Mental. a break. Mental. Um, Ian Mitchell. Wow, twenty pounds super chat. Thank you very much, Ian. Greatly, greatly appreciated. 
Stu Barisic, for me, the 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 experiment's done now with Borna Barisic. I don't think he has the capabilities. I I, I think he has. I'll rephrase that. I think he has ability. I think his crossing ability is fantastic. I think he's very good at passing the ball. He does not have the mentality to be a Rangers player. He we've, we've waited too long now. He doesn't. He doesn't have a mentality. Um, we've seen too many times. I, and to be honest, I was a little bit surprised tonight that that he didn't pick up a niggle, um, which he seems to do when when we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, but I can't. You know, some of it lays on Geo's door as well because, like, like uh, JD saying. He's obviously being told to. He's got one of the best left foots I've ever seen, like ever seen. Like his crossing, his actual crossing on the run is outrageous. But he doesn't get to do it anymore because he doesn't get to bomb forward like he used to. Um, so that left foot is is almost a wand, and you think someone with that talent could just drop those balls over the right back's head every single time to almost perfection, like teams do against us when they counter attack. They look for those balls in behind. I can't believe someone with Barisic's quality is not being told to do that. Instead, he's being told to turn back. And like JD said, one of the worst things about him is we know how good he is and how good that left foot is. When he opens his body like it's going to be a forward pass, that makes it 10 times worse when you then turn back because the crowd are like, you're literally about to play forward. It's almost takes more effort to turn backwards and pass it backwards. Um, but for me, I'd, I mean, if you've got a five million pound left back sitting on the bench, and and I get it that you know Barisic had at that point, well, maybe not done nothing wrong, but maybe hadn't done enough to lose the spot. What what at this point now, Gilmers has to start the next game because you. What's the point in signing these guys if he's not going to get a chance after that? Like, how bad is Gilmers if he can't get a start after Barisic playing like that? Well, that's that's the question, JD. Um, Arvin Henry, I don't know if this is more a criticism of us criticising Barisic, but he's saying if Bonner's that bad, why is the five million replacement not getting a snuff? Because there could be a disconnect between what Gio wants to do and who Gio wants to what he's been given. Now, he's a head coach, so he probably doesn't get a big say on who he's getting. He will say, we need a right back and a left back. They'll say, well, this is who we can get. And they'll say, well, okay, we're going to get a strong guy for Turkey and Gio's. Well, okay, well, thanks. And I feel like he's maybe doing that. There was a game earlier in the season where he didn't play any of the new signings, stuff like that. So perhaps Gio didn't want Yilmaz. Um, maybe some other targets and that didn't happen. I don't I, I don't think there's a lot of money JD to pay for a player oh. the manager doesn't want. That is five million. Listen, we, we, we will never know what the truth is. We might only have put a million up front for that. This is what happens. In fact, you might have paid a million for him and you're going to pay another two million in the summer, two million in the summer after. That's how the way it will be. So it will only be a full five million straight up. But aye, he's got, you've got to play him eventually. You've got to play him. Somebody's got to say to you, I know it's your teammate, but this boy's got to play now. But I don't well, know. Jump in, sorry. Just, yeah. just so we see that they, they put a bit of Gio's um, comments up. Um, just, just saying... You know, we know their strength, their transitions in the middle of the pitch. But he said, "It we can see too many got too many easy goals. It went pretty quickly after that. We tried to push, didn't see that. But after the three-one, you could see we were struggling. If you could see we were struggling at three-one, why do you not make changes until we're four-one down? And then on the bleak situation, they asked him about how you're feeling about the group. Now he said, "I'm not thinking about that. I'm just processing the defeat." But how can you say you could see if he can see we're struggling at three-one? Why does he wait? Before making any changes and then make like for like changes. 
I can't answer that question. I don't know. I honestly don't know. JD, finally. And we could talk about another every other player, but I'm going to mention this one, um, Ryan Kent. Um, is it just simply, could it just simply be that he's not good enough? Um, he's just not good enough. I thought at half-time that I thought if we get him the ball, he looks up for it. His first touch was on point in the first half when he got the ball a couple of times. I thought Gomez looked a bit scared of him. That's when it ended. Didn't he do anything? Is he working his ticket now? Probably, I think. The, all these new-age football players, I, mean, I heart back to nine or years when they weren't. There's guys who come in and fight, John Browns and stuff like that, right? You've, nowadays, a guy like Ryan Kent's been told he's amazing all his days. He's been pampered all his days, right? To the point where he believes that he is amazing and doesn't need to work hard for it. Unfortunately, you're no son. And in two or three years' time, something's going to happen and he will be playing the English Championship or some random place. He'll disappear. He'll just yeah. disappear into a, a lower league and you'll never yes. hear from him again. And he'll regret like, these career moves. But also, I, I get the I get the feeling from right, and this is just my feeling, I get the feeling that he's one of those players who probably doesn't really like football that much. But he's funny that he's good at it. Now, the boy played with Arsenal all those years ago, David Bentley, came out and said, I hated football. Mm-hmm. Jake Jermaine Pennant came out and said that I didn't like football, but it made me a millionaire. Yeah. Hated football. Yeah, but made him a millionaire. I think Ryan Kent is one of those types. One of the, you know what I mean? If he was, if he never made football, he'd be vaping skateboarding, but he doesn't, so he's a millionaire. So my, perhaps his heart's, perhaps another one whose mentality doesn't fit our club, because our club, you need big shoulders, you need a big heart for our club, and that's what we expect and want for our club. And some of these players don't have it. And I think we might struggle with that in years to come because these players don't exist anymore. So maybe maybe that's our problem. I tell you something, the phone in's gonna be fun on Friday. Um that's all I can say. The phone in at half past seven for anybody who wants to tune into that. Mm-hmm. Um Stu, the only thing that Ryan Kent's done is prove to Liverpool that they were one hundred percent right to let him go. Seven million. Seven million, Stu. Um Hmm. We are. We asked a question on on a pod the other night whether he before tonight he represented value for money, and I think the majority of the pod agreed that he did based on the fifty five season and maybe on some of his European performances last season. Um, I don't think Liverpool are going to see much of their sell on clause, in all honesty, um, which was which was a big part of it. I just I don't know what's happened to him. Um, I don't think he's a terrible player because you've seen him at. When he's at 100%, he's absolutely ripping the piss out of people. Um, you know, one of these guys that can run at speed but knows exactly what he's doing with the ball. He has got a good delivery, despite how many bad ones he puts in. Um, his finishing is terrible, though. We, we, I think we can all agree on that. But for some reason, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is with him. He's, it, his big strength used to be that he didn't hide he, he, he would always want the ball even if he was playing bad he would always want the ball he'd always go at a defender or two defenders however many was on him now he just like he like, doesn't care he's, he just drifts away on that left hand side if the ball the ball comes to him it, honestly it looks like it's putting him out like why have you given the ball to me like, it just looks like he doesn't even want it he doesn't want to be there um but whether that's the tactics whether he's not He's fed up with Geo, whether he's just fed up being at Rangers, I don't know. But if if it is the latter, then I don't see why he's playing. I don't see why at this point we've got a 21-year-old Matondo that, that can play on that role. Why not give him a run of games? 
if if the guy's not happy and he's not performing, I don't see why he keeps playing every single game. Matt, do you think we are caught now as a club where, and I've said this before, we, we, we overpay players. So we buy a guy for the SPL, we will triple, quadruple their wages. Like, and this is a rubbish, right? Jake Hasty. Quadruple your wages, son, right? Say he was on a grand with Motherwell. Surely he'd have signed for Glasgow Rangers for two grand. So mm-hmm. we that's a terrible example. But guys, at Ryan, Kent, guys yeah. at Ryan Kent, right away, Liverpool, he was probably on about fucking four, five, six grand with Liverpool, right? Back then. Right? You might, these boys make one more now. Like your Matondos have went for 10 million, then 3 million, stuff like that. But we shouldn't be giving them wages on what we, the, the, the fee we pay. Give them wages on what they can show us their CV. What have you got, son? What have you done? Nothing, right? Okay, you're you're coming to Liverpool 23s, four loan deals, not done a thing, right? There's five grand a week. Oh, no, no, I'm not taking that. Well, that's fine, son. You're not going to come and play with Rangers. Why are we, pay, we always seem to overpay players? Because it's because we took him on loan for a season and he played quite well on loan. Mm. So we, we judged it by that. We, we can't. But no, listen, I, I completely understand um, where you're coming from. Can I just say, RFC always can't to get slagged and never Morelos. Have you watched any of our last four or five shows? <laughs> Six pods slagging. We had one dedicated to him, didn't we? Have you, have you not heard Ross Clark's thoughts on Alfredo Morelos? Anyway, look, guys, we'll leave it there. Um, I don't know. Look, I'll come to both of these. Um, Stu, you first. Final thoughts? Um, I, I don't see where they Just before you give me them, welcome, Sophie Mitchell. Thank Thanks, you for Sophie. becoming a member. Um, I, don't, I don't see where we improve, to be honest. Um yeah, we might go and play more negative. I don't know. It's I, I saw. I, I actually thought I was in the and and I, I still don't think I'm completely in the right. When I used to say, oh, I don't think Geo's the right man going forward. I think it's like it's not as black and white as Geo's a terrible manager. I just don't think he's the right fit for us. So when people are saying, oh, but we've we've only two points behind and and we've you know apart from that Hibs game, which we probably did get cheated a little bit by the ref. We, we could be top or we've won four games, four nil, but it's the football, it's the performance. It's so terrible every single week. Even when we win, the football is so bad. It's just the other teams sit in and they're waiting to be picked off. And, and eventually we, we get that because it's, it's the, um, <laughs> if you create enough chances or, or you attack teams enough that are sitting back and you have enough position, you will eventually score goals at that level. When we go up to this level, we will never do anything. And I know we reached the, the uh, European final under Gio, and um, everyone was like, I think that sticks in people a little bit when, when they want to slag him off because they think, John, what, he took us to the European final, and he did. But, but I, don't see this, I don't see this Gio, though. Where's this Gio that, when we were getting battered by Dortmund, went 3-5-2, and all of a sudden it changed the whole game? We don't no. see that Gio anymore. What, why doesn't he do that? It just, I, I just can't, I don't know, I can't comprehend, I can't work him out at all from his press conferences to his tactics to his, I can't work out what manager he is because it's like he doesn't even know. He's like Sakala as a manager, I think. He just, he doesn't even know what he's going to do next. So it's, yeah. Final thoughts for me, I, I just think we need to change. Yeah. Um, just quickly before I come to you, JD, um, we're one member away for 150. So thank you to everybody. Um, tomorrow night, we obviously have our members uh, Rabble Extra, which um, you'll see Stu, but we'll also be joined by Graham, Kerr and Brian. And then the phone in on Friday will be myself, Ross and Kerr. So that yeah. should be interesting. Um, JD, final thoughts? Scotted. Um, shocked. 
I think the man, I, I mean, the Geo has to go now, and he'll not do anything to change my mind going forward. I don't care now. Um, Stu's Stu can I just topped off what he said there. I think, yeah, I don't need to actually. Stu, you've nailed it, mate. That's if you were on death row and Geo gave you a pep talk, death wouldn't seem so bad. Um, that's probably the way to end the show. Um, apologies to everybody for it being negative. Um, but what else could you do under the circumstances? Thank you to everybody for joining us. Thank you to all the new people who joined us as well. Um, I think we've had over six and a half thousand views already just on YouTube alone. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Uh, for our members, we'll see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. for Rabble Extra. And for uh, all of our subscribers, we'll see you on Friday at half past seven for the phone in. Hope you can join us then. Thank you for watching, and we'll speak to you all soon. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.